just the light. The light? Everybody stand up. Good morning. 1 Samuel 15:22, King James Version. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord his great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying to the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of the rams.
like to welcome everybody to Sunday School this morning. Like I say, it's good to be here. Um, it's good to hear the kids sing. Um, we're just looking for a good day in the Lord and looking for uh, hopefully somebody come and get saved. Um, I'm just excited to be here. Uh, we were going last week, so we're just looking for a good day to be here. We'll ask Mike to dismiss us to Sunday School. say it's good to be here this morning. <clears throat> uh, I definitely need your prayers. I've thought about it uh, at times about getting up here and teaching and, and uh, sometimes I think in my own head I think boy it'd be a lot easier to teach one of the younger kids classes because they, they probably don't know as much as, as this class does. But uh, 
probably some of the questions that they would ask would baffle me more than this class does. Uh, just the, the, the idea that I don't know enough about this Bible to teach this class was in my head yesterday and the thought that occurred to me was God knows enough. I just got to let him have his way, get this guy out of the way and, and I'll say what God give me and then that'll be all I can do. But uh, we're in uh, Isaiah 48 uh, starting at verse 3. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the first two verses too because I think it's fairly relevant but uh, chapter 48 verse 1 says hear ye this O house of Jacob which are called by the name of Israel and are come forth out of the waters of Judah which swear by the name of the Lord and make mention of the God of Israel but not in truth nor in righteousness for they call themselves of the holy city and stay themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. Uh, before we even get into the lesson, those two verses kind of tell us where the Jew were at at this time. Uh, they called themselves religious. They called themselves God's people. And they went to the temple every time the doors was open and, and made their sacrifices and, and did what they did. Just to put it in my own perspective, uh, it seems to me like they, they went in there and they made their sacrifices and the whole time they was doing it, they was looking over their shoulder to see who was watching them so they could make themselves look good. They did nothing in, in, uh, in the spirit. They didn't do what they were doing to satisfy God. They did what they were doing to satisfy their, the, the rulers and the, and the men around them. And uh, I'll say for, for myself, sometimes it's hard not to fall into that situation even today. Uh, we have to be careful not to just come to church just because it's time to come to church. I'm, I'm tickled when I can get up on Sunday morning and be excited to get to church and not just be dragging around the house trying to get dressed going, I, I wish I didn't have to go. Uh, but... Anyway, <clears throat> move on to verse 3, where the lesson actually starts. It says, I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them, and I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Uh, the, the prophet here, uh, I believe, is... is speaking for God God is telling through the prophet God is telling these people that I have declared these things from the beginning uh, the things that were happening or that were going to happen in Israel God had laid that out before them uh, let me just go back here I've got a spot in Leviticus Find it real quick. Leviticus 26 and 31. And 
God said back way back there, and I will make your cities waste, bring your sanctuaries unto desolation, and I will not smell the savor of your sweet odors. He, wouldn't, he was telling them he would not accept their prayers because of what they were doing. And it says, and I will bring the land into desolation, and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. Uh, what God does is absolutely for a reason. And a lot of times what God does is uh, to, to show somebody that doesn't know him where we're at or why we do what we do. But he said, I have declared the former things from the beginning. And he said, I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Uh, the things that he did, he said it, and he meant it, and it happened. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't hem and haul around and, and give them time to think about it. And verse 4 tells you why. It says, Because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is an iron sinew, and thy brow brass. Uh, the people didn't want to hear the truth. Uh, just like now, we don't want to hear the truth a lot of times. If, and, and I was talking to Dad yesterday, and I said, A lot of this lesson, I just have to refer to myself because there was a long time in my life where I didn't want to hear what God had to say. Uh, and, and I had a stiff neck and, and I was proud and I didn't, want to, I didn't want nobody from the church to talk to me about church. I, I didn't want to hear it. And uh, I was wrong. There's no two ways around it. <clears throat> but verse, verse 5 says... I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. Before it came to pass, I showed it thee, lest thou should say, Mine idol hath done them, and my graven image and my molten image hath commanded them. Uh, when I read that verse right there particularly, uh, I kind of went back through the, through the ages of, of the Old Testament and I don't really know because I ain't, ain't that educated, I guess, but I don't really know how many times that the Jews went into another country and God told them to go in there and destroy everyone and everything and don't take anything out of that country. Leave it alone. And sometimes they just pass through and God told them, don't take wives and husbands out of that country. Leave them alone. Just move on through. And there's a reason for that. Uh, when, the, when the Jews come out of Egypt, I think they brought a lot of stuff with them that, that they found in Egypt that God told them to leave alone. But they liked it, and they, and they got used to it, and they married into it. So when they came out of Egypt, they brought a lot of that bad stuff with them. Uh, and then... The Bible even tells us that when they, when they got took into Babylon as captives, they adjusted their lives around the way the Babylonians believed, and they started doing a lot of the things that, that they did. They took a lot of their customs on themselves, even though God has told them to leave that stuff alone, just like God tells us to leave the world alone. 
we have to live in this world, but that doesn't mean we have to be like it. We don't have to partake in the things that the world does. Uh, there's a lot of religions out there today, going back to that first verse. There's a lot of so-called churches in the world right now that are sitting in service right now having a, having a big old time, playing music and dancing around and singing and, and ain't no spirit in it nowhere. They're just doing it so they can pat each other on the back and say, we done good, we went to church today. And these, these people down here, God told them all of these things that was going to come to pass so that they wouldn't be able to look at that gold image that they had made in the, in the fire and, and melted and, and put together. They couldn't look at that and say, see, my, my little idol here made this happen because God had already told them it was going to happen. Their idol didn't tell them nothing. Verse 6 says, Thou hast heard, see all this, and will not ye declare it? I have showed thee new things from this time, even hidden things, and thou didst not know them. Uh, when, when God shows us something, and it could be something that happened way back here in the Bible that I had never read, and when God shows it to you in the spirit, it's brand new. But when you go back and look, you can find where God told you this a long time ago. Uh, we have heard, <clears throat> we have heard and we have seen, uh, but a lot of times we don't want to stand for it. We want, don't want to stand up for it. I'll say it that way. Uh, lost my place for a minute there. Anybody got anything to add to it? I'm, I'm running out of running out of where I got thoughts on things, but. Verse 7 says, They are created now, and not from the beginning, even before the day when thou heardest them, lest thou should say, Behold, I knew them. Uh, everything that God does, He wants credit for. Uh, we can't, well, we can take credit for, for the knowledge that God gives us. I mean, we could stand up here and and I guess there's probably a lot of so-called Bible scholars that do stand up and <clears throat> and tell you this is what this 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 book means and this is what this chapter means and I've studied it out and I know what it means and this is what it is. Uh, but way back in there, uh, God said that knowledge comes through the spirit uh, Solomon was probably the most knowledgeable man in the Bible when it comes to God's word uh, but he didn't get that from 
sitting down and studying on his own. He got that because God gave it to him through the Spirit. Uh, God doesn't want us to say, well, well, I already knew that, because we didn't. Uh, It's, it's not, <clears throat> well, we'll go ahead and read verse 8. Yea, thou heardest not, yea, thou knewest not. Yea, from that time that thine ear was not open, for I knew that thou wouldst deal very treacherously and was called a transgressor from the womb. Uh, God knew before we was ever born that we was going to be sinful. Before he ever created Adam, he knew we was going to be sinful. Uh, and he knew that he would have to deal with us. Uh, and that's why he does things the way he does. That's why he wrote this book, so that our deceitfulness and treachery, uh, we wouldn't be able to go back and say, well, my, my other gods did this, or, or I knew this, I made this happen, or whatever people want to say. The, the Bible will show you, if you read it, that everything that's ever been done in the world was foretold by God. And the reason he did that is so that we couldn't take credit for nothing or give credit to other gods. And it's not actually in the the, the uh, lesson but I think my favorite part of this chapter was verse 9 and 10 it says <clears throat> for my name's sake will I defer mine anger and for my praise will I refrain for thee that I cut thee not off behold I have refined thee but not with silver I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction God told these people back here that when they got took into Babylon and they were made slaves that he was going to come and get them and he was going to bring them out of there and rescue them but not because of anything that they had done just because he didn't want the Babylonians to go oh those are God's people and look what they're at you know that he he can't even rescue them and it, it wasn't because he couldn't rescue them it was because they were not deserving of being rescued but there was a time when I wasn't deserving of being rescued and he called me to an altar of repentance. And that was the best thing he's ever done for me. But I didn't deserve it. But he did it because he loved me for one thing and because his people were praying. Uh, I, believe, I believe the reason Isaiah prophesied all this, besides the fact that God gave it to him and told him to prophesy, was because he had enough concern for his people way down the road. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he, this prophecy was made well over 200 years before it actually happened. But Isaiah had enough concern for his people for way down the road that he wanted them to know what God's plan for them was. And, and to do what God wanted them to do. Uh, and if we've got that kind of love for our people, not just the ones we have with us here today, but on down the road, uh, 
I can, I can remember being a little boy and hearing stories about people that I never knew. And, and some of that stuff still comes back to me sometimes. And, and especially the ones that I did know when I was just a little boy and God was dealing with me, they were some that, that's long gone now that made a big impact on me. And I've heard other people say the same thing. So if we, if we care enough, like Isaiah did, to prophesy, uh, our way of doing that is by living it. If, if I live my life the way God wants me to, a hundred years from now, somebody in my family is going to say, remember that guy? <laughs> and that's what we want. That's, that's, that's about all I got. If you got to. supposed to, a 
man's supposed to provide for his family, and uh, but you can't provide for your family if God don't give you the health and the strength and the job to do it. Right. All of those things come from God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, if if God allows me to earn a living for my family, then I, He's blessed me, and that blessing comes from God. And I can't take credit for what God done. And if if God lets us testify or sing or preach or whatever whatever our job is, and we can do that the way He wants us to, then God gets the praise for it. But God's told us what he'll do, and he's done it. And he's told us some other things. I thought of this, and then I'm going to shut up. God, Jesus, the angel told the disciples when Jesus was going up to heaven, he said, why stand you men and look gazing into heaven? This same Jesus you see going away is going to come again in like manner. And the angel prophesied that. Mm-hmm. But you can go back in the book of Job way back in the Bible and it tells you about the resurrection and, and so we we've got the prophecy mm-hmm. and God told us he's going to do it and I've I've been looking, I got saved when I was 15 years old and I've been looking for Jesus to come ever since that, that's enough out of me <laughs> anybody else got anything I know to go along with to go along with what he said, I, <clears throat> I I kinda I guess been blessed with the uh, the attitude of heart that this world really doesn't mean anything. It's a it's a just a getting ready place. And my job in this world other than to take care of my family and, and, like he said, provide for my people. The biggest job I have is to show my people how to get to God and how to follow him once you get there. And uh, we was talking last week about time moving on, you know, and I'm 57 years old. It seemed like just yesterday I was graduating high school. It, it's went by in a flash. And I'm sure everybody that's older than me in here could say, well, at 57 was just a few days ago. You know, it, it, time is just a vapor. Uh, but when it's over, we'll spend eternity in heaven. And there's nothing on this planet that, that is, is worth turning your back on that for. thought a lot about like the desert and you you watch movies or whatever and these guys are stumbling through the desert and they see a mirage and they'll they'll head over there to get what they think is going to be something nice and cool drink of water a nice bit of shade and and when they get there it's just a big pile of rocks and they they and they die there because they left the the road to go look for something that wasn't really there and I've thought in perspective with uh, being on the road for God, this Bible says it's a straight and narrow. And the devil's all off to the side all the time showing us pretty things. Come on, get this. Come, this it, it ain't that far. You just get a little bit of it and you'll be all right. 
then you can get right back on the path. But if we get off the path, it's, we're, we're in deep, deep sand. And I've been there. I, I'm, I know these things. But uh, I'm just glad that God has given me the, the peace that he's given me of knowing that this life isn't as important as a lot of people give it credit for.